This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday the 7th of July. In your Squiz today, vaccine frustrations, Sydney's lockdown set to be extended, arrests made in Hong Kong over a terror plot, and rest in peace, Big Jake. This is your Squiz today. We're starting again today, Claire, with COVID and the frustrations around the vaccine rollout. Who gets what shot and when? Frustrations hit a particular peak yesterday with the news that students at a prestigious Sydney private school, St Joseph's in Hunters Hill, or Joey's as it's known, received a first Pfizer jab. This is despite the fact that only vulnerable Australians under 40 are, at this stage, eligible to receive that particular vaccine. That's right, but Indigenous people between 16 and 19 years old are eligible for the Pfizer vaccine. And what New South Wales Health said yesterday is that it was an error to vaccinate the whole Year 12 border group, but they had intended on vaccinating those kids at the boarding school who were from Indigenous communities. So that was how they explained that yesterday. The frustration that flared yesterday, though, was less about those 160 63 kids getting their Pfizer doses and more about broader frustrations about access to vaccines. As you say, lots of frustration being expressed about this with many essential workers, frontline workers and teachers yet to receive their jabs. As to when anyone under 40 can expect the go-ahead, it's looking to be September, October for that. And that's according to the head of the COVID-19 Vaccine Task Force, Lieutenant General John Fruin. Claire, it was announced yesterday that the Australian Formula One Grand Prix and Phillip Island's MotoGP have been cancelled for the second year in a row. Victoria's Minister for Tourism tourism, sport and major events is tying that directly to the slow vaccine rollout. Yeah, Martin Pakula yesterday said that the slower than forecast rollout of vaccines uh, has been linked to that decision to lower caps on international arrivals and why it needed to be cancelled this week, even though those events weren't scheduled until quite late this year. Those organisations behind those moto sports needed assurances this week that it could run smoothly and that people could come in and out of the country quite seamlessly and of course that can't happen at the moment. I was going to be all over the Grand Prix after watching that Formula One series on Netflix, Claire, so I'm a bit gutted. (laughs) Sorry about that. That's all right. Just to wrap up today's COVID news, the papers this morning are reporting that Sydney's lockdown will be extended for another week. Yeah, there seems to be a good bit of briefing that's happened overnight. Gladys Berejiklian will confirm that this morning, according to reports. Uh, Also reports, sorry, parents who are listening, kids will learn from home (laughs) Mm. (laughs) with school holidays ending this week. A bit of tough news there. Stand by for that 11am press conference today. In international news, Hong Kong police have arrested nine people, including six high school children, over an alleged terrorist plot, Claire. Yeah, what authorities say is that they were set to target the city's courts, the transport networks, and also uh, put 
bombs into rubbish bins in streets to have the impact of maximum chaos. Those arrested are aged between 15 and 39 years old. Authorities say that they took a hotel room to build bombs and that they've found that highly explosive chemical in that room and linked it back to them. Uh, The group are being held under the Territory's national security law, which, as we've talked about extensively before, carries a maximum life sentence. It was only earlier yesterday that Hong Kong's chief executive, Carrie Lam, was urging parents, teachers and religious leaders to monitor teenagers and report any suspected crimes, warning against illegal ideas. Back home now, and it's been a tough few years for Aussie winemakers with drought, bushfires and a beef with China. But this year's crop is set to be a bumper one, Claire. Near perfect conditions have resulted in a record grape crush, which is the official term for a grape harvest. (laughs) I have really vivid memories of 18 months ago listening to reports of all of that smoke coming over lots of Mm. those wine growing regions with those big bushfires at the end of 2019 and the start of 2020 and that wineries were declaring that they wouldn't be able to actually have a harvest or even make any wine that year. So it's a massive turnaround to have their biggest wine crush on record. That means that they'll be able to really top up those depleted stocks. Yeah, great news for our wine growers and makers. Still could be some tough times ahead for the industry. A reminder that Australia will file a formal complaint with the World Trade Organization over Chinese tariffs, China being our biggest wine market, an ongoing situation. On to media news and the radio ratings that came out yesterday saw a changing of the guard when it comes to Sydney's prestigious second use of that word this morning, (laughs) breakfast radio slot, was once dominated by 2GB and Alan Jones, but that number one spot now goes to Kyle and Jackie O. Yeah, Alan Jones left in June last year and Ben Fordham inherited that spot with a market share of 17.9%. The ratings out yesterday show that Kyle and Jackie O on KISS have taken that spot, that number one spot, and jumped to 15.5% in the ratings share. That's their high point in their 21 years together on radio. Ben Fordham congratulated them saying that they had worked for decades for that result. Sydney's radio scene, particularly that breakfast spot, really is quite an important one. It's played a role for years in setting the national political agenda with Alan Jones and other talkback hosts over the years at different stations really setting the agenda. But seems like times have changed. And it was a very Kyle Sandyland's response to the news. He said, a special shout out to the radio executives that told Jackie and I in 2013 that our show had peaked and would no longer rate. I feel it's only fair to touch on this story, Claire, considering how invested I was in the story of Knickers, the giant steer. Squizzes <laughs> might remember that glorious time. The world's tallest horse has died in Wisconsin. Rest in peace, Big Jake. Talk about high points for Kyle and Jackie. Oh, I reckon your high point at the Spears <laughs> was coming across Knickers. Oh, that for really, sure. That really was a good day, wasn't it? <laughs> but poor Big Jake, the world's tallest horse. If you know horse language, he was more than 20 hands. Uh, that's 2.1 metres tall, a.k.a. huge. <laughs> big Jake Giant. was really, really big. He was 20 years old, so he did really well for a very big horse. He weighed 109 kilos at birth, so just going to leave you with that bit of information. I'll pop a link to both Big Jake and Knickers 
in your episode notes. Squeeze the day, Claire, what's on your radar? Uh, look, if you needed an excuse today to dive into the fridge and find some chocolate, it's World Chocolate Day, so go crazy. I can't go past, wait, you keep your chocolate in the fridge. Oh, absolutely. It's no, got to have that no, crisp. No. It's got to be crisp. It's not in the oh, fridge at the dear. shops. No, not sweet nah. stuffy chocolate. You can't do it that way. <laughs> I think we're going to have to take this offline, Claire. <laughs> Clearly, we've got a conversation we have to have. This is not over. But for me... For Squiz the Day, I'm keeping an ear out for the announcement of the official flag bearers for the Olympics. Always a pretty big moment. That's all from us. Enjoy your chalky today, however you have it, and we will be back with you tomorrow. now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic Dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP.